Absolutely. How, how have you been able to, in your life, see past the cloud of emotion to actually execute on things? Because I think what we were speaking about earlier, this challenge that young people have today, everyone has today, of just so much information, so much cloud of emotion, so many feelings, so much childhood baggage that you're bringing. Like, how have you always cut through that and executed on that? You know, I, what I try to do is just try to be still mm. and understand that things come and go. Emotions come and go. The important thing is to accept them all, to embrace them all. And then you can choose to do with them what you want versus being controlled by emotion. You know, a lot of times I've seen players, even myself, you know, when I was younger, being consumed by a particular fear um, and to the point where you're saying, okay, nah, it's it's not good to feel fear. I shouldn't be nervous in this situation. Like, nah. And it does nothing but grow. Versus stepping back and saying, yeah, I, I am nervous about the situation. Yeah, I am fearful about the situation. Well, what am I afraid of? And then you kind of unpack it. Mm. And then it gives you ability to look at it for really what it is, which is nothing more than your imagination <laughs> running its course, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love that. Because what you're saying is that when you're dealing with something, it's almost like, how can I get to the root of it? Yeah. Because sometimes what we're dealing with, like you're saying, it's an imagination, an illusion. It's not really... It's not, it's not really a thing, yeah. you know? Like you, you think about game-winning shots and or game-winning free throws, and people go to the free throw line and they're nervous about it. Well, what are you really nervous about? If you unpack that, okay, you, you're nervous that you're going to miss the shot. All right, so you miss the shot, then what happens? People are going to be embarrassed. You're going to be embarrassed because thousands of people, millions of people see you miss the shot. All right, and then what? People are going to talk bad about you. Okay, right? And so you're looking at it and you go, are those things even important? Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? If that yeah. if that is my fear, like what what is you worried about letting your teammates down? Okay, have you let them down before? Well, I'm sure in practice and things of that nature, right? They're still there. Yeah, you know. And so when you're able to unpack it, you kind of look at it for what it is, which is really nothing. Yeah, I love that breaking it down. I think that's so important. I think everyone who's listening or watching right now, next time you're facing a fear, next time you're going against something, do that. Like literally yeah. unpack it. Don't just settle for your first answer because the first answer is rarely the right one. Yeah, don't hide from it. You know, you got to be able to look at it and, you know, and, and, and deal with it head on. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I love that, man. And, and you talk about that because you talk about, you know, when you talk about missing uh, five throws and you talk about uh, getting over yourself. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. getting over yourself. How did you get that mentality of just being like, I need to get over this. Like I need to get over myself. You know, trial and error. Mm. You know, you grow up and you make game winning shots and it's awesome. You come back the next day and miss a game winning shot and it's misery. And then the next day comes and you're back playing again. And you understand that life has this cyclical nature where it's, you know, what you do on Monday, it's fantastic. But then Tuesday is a bad day. But guess what? There's Wednesday. Yeah. So are we just supposed to live our lives like this the whole time? <laughs> you know, yeah. versus just staying like this and understanding that it's really just a journey of evolution every day is just constant improvement, constant curiosity, constantly getting better. The results don't really matter. Uh, it's the figuring out that matters. Yeah. And we all get obsessed about the results. Yeah. Like we get obsessed about like the output, yeah. not the input of not figuring it out and not like changing things. What you said, trial and error, like the experimenting. Yeah. We forget to do that. It's unfortunate, man. Like I've seen a lot of players, um, especially now, you know, in, in youth basketball dealing with that, um, you have players that are like bigger and faster and stronger and, you know, their coaches are just coaching them for results. You know, we're just going to use your size that because you're bigger than every other 12 year old out there to dominate today. And, and, but they're not growing. Mm. Right. So they're just based on that result, but they're not focused on growing this young child yeah. into becoming a better athlete. And, and through that, 
teaching them how to become a more well-rounded person. And we're missing that. Yeah. See what you've said there, just, I want to ask you this and I'm not saying, because I, you know, like, you know yourself best and you know how you've got there. So I'm asking it from a place of humility, of learning. When I look at you, I'm like, you know, your superpower isn't just your work ethic. Your superpower isn't just like figuring things out. Your superpower is like, you think strategically. Like that's a very strategic thought of saying, this person could be this in the future if they were developed as a whole right. individual, right. rather than just like, let's use them for the short term. Right. Like, where did you develop that from, that ability to see beyond, to think deeper, to, to reflect deeper? Where did that come mm, from? Well, I had to do that because, you know, I grew up, growing up in Italy, um, when I first moved over there, it was, you know, I didn't speak Italian, I didn't have any friends. You know, I had the game of basketball and through sport and playing soccer, I was able to make friends and build connections. But it was a lot of time spent alone. And and when I came back to the States, I wasn't the most athletic kid. You know, I was really scrawny, like really, really skinny and had like major knee issues because I was growing. So I was the <laughs> dorky kid with high socks and big old knee pads. It's fashionable now. It's fashionable now. <laughs> it wasn't then. It wasn't then. And, and so um, I had to look long term. Because in the here and now, I couldn't compete with these kids. I mean, there was kids that were like 12 years old with beards. Like, I can't. <laughs> I can't what am I supposed to do with that? Like, they're, they're doing windmills and dunking backwards, and I'm happy to, like, tap the backboard, you know? So I had to look at it from a long term because I wasn't going to give up on the game. Right. So I had to say, okay, this year, I'm going to get better at that. Mm. Next year, this. And then so forth and so on. And then patiently, I was able to catch them. Yeah. That's, I love hearing that. Because I think so many of us kind of, you believe like when, when you see people like yourself, it's like, it's so easy as an excuse to ourselves to just be, oh, you're destined for it, right? You were made for it. It's kind of like that kind of, you know, like, yeah. oh yeah, it's, you know, but, but when you talk about saying, oh, actually when I started, I didn't have the yeah. physicality that meant that I was going to make it. Like you right. had to figure it out. And you I love it. Figure it out, man. It's, it's just piece by piece. And it's the consistency of the work, which mm. I feel like a lot of parents uh, are missing today because we're not teaching that to our kids. We tend to say like kids don't want to do the work, but in reality it's uh, when we're failing them because we're not leading them the right way and teaching them, yeah. you know, how to fish, you know what I mean? And so like the consistency of work, Monday, get better. Tuesday, get better. Wednesday, get better. Right. And you do that over a period of, time you know not like one month or two months i mean it's three four five six seven eight nine ten years and then you you know you can get to where you want to go yeah i can't remember. i think it was bill gates who was talking about that he talks about how like we we overestimate what we can do in one year and underestimate what we can do in 10 years no doubt right like it's like that you <laughs> no know doubt. No like doubt. i think everyone thinks about it like what can i do right now like how yeah. can i make it happen but like with you i think people always ask you also like you know how do you deal with losing or failure what i'm intrigued by is how someone like you deals with winning because you've won again and again. And like I was saying earlier, you, you know, you want, obviously we know you, you won in basketball big as an athlete, but you've, you're winning now, even in the work you're doing here as a storyteller, as a producer, right? Yeah. It's amazing to see so many incredible awards coming through. How have you dealt with winning? Like when you win, what goes through your mind to help you to um, continue? With? Well, it's a little different. Like in, in basketball, it was different because you know, I expected to win. Mm. You know, like I expected us to win championships. I expected us to win five, quite honestly. I expected us to win eight. Um, and so when you have that vision in sports, it's a direct competition. Like I know how hard they're working. I know how hard we're working. I know what their strategy is. I know what ours is, you know. So it's a little different. So when we went in the NBA, it was like, yeah, we expected to do that. But now we, we're going to come back and we're going to do it again. 
you know? And so it's that constant, like, all right, you're churning. You win one championship, I'm back in the gym the next day, working, getting ready for the next one. Now, uh, it's different because it's not about the awards. You know, you just wind up trying to create something that's, that's going to inspire uh, someone mm. that hopefully, you know, through that inspiration, they can inspire somebody else. And what I've come to learn as my career went on is that's more significant than any championship is how do you connect with somebody that can then connect with another? Mm. And then with whether the awards come or not, you know, that's for, you know, um, you know, the Academy, Academy. Award <laughs> yeah. um, um, body to decide. Yeah. But, you know, like for us, it's just to try to create things. Yeah. Well, I guess now that's what shifted that now the intention isn't even expecting to win. It's expecting to change lives. Right. Right. Like your content is really about making a difference and an impact on young people's sure, lives. Sure, sure. Which I, which I think is like the biggest way of winning. I think so. I mean, it's, it's, you know, if you're looking at 62% of young children are dropping out of sports, 62%. And they cite the fact that it's not fun anymore. But what does that tell them? I mean, that's telling us, us as grownups are getting in the way. Get out the way. Let these kids be imaginative, which, you know, like in our stories, it's important that, yeah, there's a fantasy nature to it, right? But it's rooted in reality. Right. When we have uh, fire breathing winged horses and things of that nature, those are actual drills that are taking place. We're not, we don't have fire drink, you know, fire breathing winged horses actually performing that. But we do have ball machines mm. that are spitting balls at, at tennis players. Right. And so all of our all of our stories are all anchored in an element of truth so that children feel like when they are doing these drills with these ball machines, they can envision maybe it's a fire-breathing winged horse. <laughs> yeah, to keep them excited. Yeah, yeah, they can envision Gus throwing fireballs at them. You yeah, know? yeah. And, uh, and even the plays, like when the, you know, in, in the Wizard Art series, when the basket is opening up and shrinking, these are things that we experience as athletes. Mm. Like some days I feel like I can't make a shot, man, and the basket feels like the size of a keyhole. Yeah. You know, in other days it looks yeah, like yeah. a swimming pool. Yeah, you know, yeah, well, that's yeah. magic. And so yeah. we 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 root our magic in reality, so that when kids experience these things, particularly the failure side of it, they can connect it to one of our stories and say, yeah. "Okay, I've seen this before. I know how to deal with this." Yeah, 